Hey, welcome back to the fifth episode of the Create Stuff Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Saxon, and I have a few things to say before we get started. The, uh, the usual spiel. First off, thanks so much for checking it out. This was streamed live at twitch.tv slash Sean Saxon, where I record all of these interviews, well, live. And if you're there in chat, you get to ask questions of the person yourself. You'll hear some of the questions that chat asks at the end. So yeah, you should check me out. Link is in the description. If you like the Create Stuff podcast, please consider liking, commenting, and subscribing. It really helps me out a ton, and especially in the algorithm. And if you really want to support me, you can check out my Patreon below. Even $1 a month is so much more helpful than I could ever tell you. However, if you don't have the money, that's cool. I still appreciate you viewing it, and I could never ask for anything more from you. I also have a Discord server. Link is in the description. Go check it out. Uh, last thing I have to say, this interview, there was a lot of participation from chat, sort of, because the chat had a lot more people in it than I usually have. So sorry if you hear us talking to chat every once in a while. I tried to make it so that um, it was a very streamlined version of the interview for you with very little stuff that you would only get to see on stream in it. But still, uh, once again, I'm sorry. All right, last thing before I set you guys loose. The Create Stuff Podcast is now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast streaming platforms. If you would prefer to use one of those platforms, go check me out on there. Uh, you just look up the Create Stuff Podcast and you should be able to find me pretty easily. If you look up Sean Saxon, that might also help, or Can You Count Bees, or any of the names of my podcast guests, it might help you find it if you can't normally. Links are also in the description. Without further ado, please enjoy the fifth episode of the Create Stuff Podcast. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Create Stuff Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Saxon, and I am joined today by uh, Ian Has Opinions, the director of the Lemanberg Musical. Hello, Ian. Hi. All right, so just to start off, could you tell us like what exactly it is you do in your own words? Yeah, so around nine months ago in October of 2020, I, well, I had, I had been making music for the Dream SMP and I had been writing my own original songs and I decided that I wanted to start a musical and make it a bigger project. So since then, uh, and still now, we've been writing scripts, uh, writing songs, recording, we have musicians. And then the big thing that everyone's all excited about is that the entire thing is partially animated. So it's in more of an animatic style and it's on its way, uh, set to hopefully release around late August. And that's what I've been doing with my life all day, every day is making a musical. Ooh, exciting. Okay, late August. I didn't realize it was coming so soon. <laughs> you get me neither. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. So, you know, we're doing our best. <laughs> I'm super excited to see how it comes out. So, um, just for, for those, uh, those, uh, those people listening at home who may not be super familiar with the Dream SMP, what is a Lamanberg exactly? <laughs> um, oh, shit. Okay, so, um,. Lemanberg and the Dream SMP was a, well, still is, um, streamed live on Twitch. It's a bunch of Minecraft streamers, and they made nations, and they formed this entire storyline, this entire, um, like, story, really, um, and plot centered around what was once a nation called Lemanberg and its independence. Um, and since then, it's grown into more and more of a story, into more, more characters, more character arcs, more people. And it's just grown into this huge thing that has a bunch of animatics and obviously songs and musicals. And it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's huge. It is insane. Like how just a, a single Minecraft server can reach this level of popularity and like have such a complex story. You know, when yeah, I asked. Yeah. When no, I asked... it's crazy. And 
Yeah, so uh, when I asked B to explain this when I did their episode of the podcast, the first one, they like started explaining it like well composed, and then they slowly just started breaking down as they explained Phil's uh, Phil's family line and and the the Samsung yeah. smart fridge and the fish. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> it, it's you know it's it's all live, and while um, nowadays it's more scripted, it definitely started out. Um, unscripted or just like bullet points of the story and what it was going to be <laughs> a lot of um, improv and but yeah and because of that it's like a lot of stuff got <laughs> got mixed up got messed up people didn't do what they were supposed to be doing and honestly if you talk about what i do every day when it comes to writing scripts and stuff that's what i that's a lot of what we do actually is 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 clean up and cut you know mm-hmm. like what what we can and can't have to try to make sure that we're providing a more clear concise storyline since we want the musical to be accessible to anyone regardless of whether or not they're into um dream smp or minecraft or have even heard of people like phil's or tommy or something that's really cool that's an awesome goal does that mean you won't be including that uh phil's had intercourse with a samsung smart fridge um you know no <laughs> no I, I i will not be but uh, <laughs> uh disappointing Dang. What's even the point? I'm sorry if you lost right here. <laughs> Okay. Joking, of course. So, what inspired <laughs> you to start directing this musical? Um, well, I had posted my first video, I'll Be the Villain, and it had got a, a bunch of support. Like, a lot more than I expected at all. And then it, it, it grew, and I decided to put out Regret, which is kind of my... my my big video, the big thing, you know, Eric saw it and all that kind of stuff. And there was a comment on that that said, wouldn't it be really cool if all these bigger names in the sort of Dream SP like fan community, like not the CCs, but like the, the fan creators, if they got together and made a musical, um, that would just be the coolest thing. And it was by a guy named Hat, who I got in contact with and who um, I've talked to and he's really nice. And it sort of inspired me to start this discord server because i was like i want to do that because you know this was during the throes of quarantine and covid and you know frankly i was really depressed and all this kind of stuff and i really just wanted something to do and then it just kept growing and growing and growing and it became less of a itty bitty baby hobby and more into like a job and i couldn't be more thankful for it that's awesome super cool like super cool project Thank you. <laughs> um, so as a director, what exactly is your role? Like, what do you do in the production? Oh, so a, a big part of my role is casting. Like, as of right now, a lot of my stuff is just casting and management. So if we need more artists, if we need uh, a voice actor, if we need something, um, then I go and I find people. And I have a casting director, Jake, and he, like, finds me people and I just approve everything. A lot of my job is <laughs> right now is a lot of approval because I have an incredible production team, um, a bunch of producers who do their jobs insanely well. And my team is also just incredible at what they do. And so a lot of my job right now is really just, yeah, that sounds good or nope, let me make sure I know what's going on. Because as um, Medio, who's actually in chat right now, had put it once on stream, I'm the big picture keeper. So I know our deadlines, I know our due dates, I know what I want the musical to be, and I just guide my incredibly talented staff into into doing what needs to be done. 
you know, early okay. musical stuff, I wrote um, almost all the songs for Act One. There are a few notable exceptions, but almost all of them were completely written by me. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. It's really cool. Um, so you said the musical is partially animated, that it's mostly made up of animatics. What does that exactly yeah. mean? So an animatic, um, if you're breaking it down into like real terms, it's when you take your storyboards and edit it to get an idea of like what it's going to look like pacing, uh, making sure everything flows nicely. Um, but when it comes to what we talk about, when you're talking about like animatics more on YouTube and on the internet, it essentially just means a um, like an animation that does, is not fluid. So you don't have in-between frames. You don't have a lot of that. Um, things are a lot more choppy. It just takes essentially like the process of animating and cuts it in half because you're just not doing that tedious work of putting in all the in-between frames so that everything is smooth, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so will the musical so, mo- seem kind of like just be storyboards bo- story uh, stitched together or will there be some amount of animation and everything? So um, if you had asked me that back when I started this project, I would have told you, oh, no, 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 it's just going to be storyboards. It's just going to be storyboards. Um, if you, <laughs> now that I've seen the actual um, animations played out, God, my artist team is crazy insane. And they have just decided to make it a lot cleaner. <laughs> so while we're still not in any sort of realm of fluid animation, um, things are definitely a lot more vibrant and things move a lot um, cleaner than they did. And everything is full line art, full color, shading backgrounds. So it doesn't look like a storyboard by any means. The biggest thing is that the animation just isn't fluid. Okay, interesting, interesting. So how, how do you get people to uh, join this, uh, the, pro- the project as like artists and uh, um, actors, I suppose, voice actors? So how? <laughs> That's, well, I, um, I, I started building my itty bitty baby community just using um, connections and I didn't really have any of those anyway. I started completely by myself. Like I didn't have anyone backing me up besides like my friends. But I didn't have any, like, content creators. Um, But I started this Discord server, and I used the small following that I had, like, um, around the time, I think it would have been, like, just over a 1,000 or so. Um, And and I got people to reach out to other people, and we sort of expanded to the point that now I just put out a Google form that says, we need background artists, and people apply. So then the heads of that department and myself go through, and we find people that we want, and we take them. For voice actors, we had a um, casting call club page that we pulled people from, but honestly, a lot of our stuff is just Google Forms at this point. So if you're on the community Discord server, that's where all that kind of stuff goes out. We have a tab called Join the Team, and it keeps everyone there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's really cool. It's really gone from you like finding people just to join just through connections to people actually having to like apply themselves and compete for the positions. That's awesome. No, it's crazy. It's insane. So how competitive are the applications? Ooh, um, I don't know. I think that it depends on the position that you want. You know, obviously, if we're going for a voice acting role, things are going to be a lot more competitive because it's one thing, you know, like you're all going for the same one person. When it comes to artists and stuff, there are definitely positions that are in higher demand than others. So uh, if you want to be a background artist, 
we have a higher rate of taking background artists because we need more of them. But um, if you, it just really depends on the position that you want. But honestly, if we like your work, we'll take you, you know, except for positions like VAs where there's only one, you know, like there is only one Carl Jacobs. Um, we are pretty good about taking anyone that we really, really like since, um, you know, we're, we're here to, to teach and to grow and to be a community. Like we're kind of a family and I'm not one to turn someone away just cause like, mm, no, we only take 26 line artists. You'd be the 27th. Like we're not like that. So. Okay. That's awesome. It's a really cool opportunity for people to uh, get their work out there actually and be part of like such an awesome project. Yeah, it's it's one of the best parts of it. And something I'm really proud of is the fact that we've built such a community and that like I do genuinely believe that people have learned from it and have learned from each other. Like there'll be times that I'll go in there and an artist will be teaching another artist like a, a trick that they use or a tip or someone will say, hey, I don't know how to draw this or I don't know how to do this. Or a musician will say, I don't understand this part of this and they'll go and they'll help each other and i feel like people have really learned and that's um something i'm really proud of and really happy to say that i've been able to to watch that's awesome that's really awesome so what different positions are there in the musical Ooh, okay wait let me make sure i don't forget anyone because i'm prone to forget things um we have, well, up top, we have producers. And that's not a job that you can apply for. Um, my producers are my right-hand right men and women and non-binary individuals. Um, they are all incredibly talented and they head up each department. So I have a casting, like VAs, I have artists, I have musicians, all that kind of stuff. They are the leaders and they're the ones who help me get my vision out there. Um, and they talk to me about everything that happens um and so that's not a job that you can apply for that's something that we see so if you just come onto the project as an artist and we see that you are incredibly talented and well you work well with us and you have a clear passion and drive then you know we'll talk about that kind of stuff but um we have voice actors um these are the people who bring our script and our story to life they are our actors but it's all obviously voice voice acting <laughs> i'm incredibly eloquent today but um <laughs> that's what they do they have all assigned to a characters we have the character voice actors so those are the names that you'll recognize like dream tommy tubbo all them and then we have our chat voice actors because we've personified the chats in order to make up for the story placement that they have because the chats vote in the election they influence streamers um, streamers will have moments where they're just talking to their chat by themselves. And I didn't want to lose that. So we have um, chats and their voice actors. We have ensemble. Ensemble sings um, any chorus parts. They really just fill it out and make sure that we're sounding like a true stage show as opposed to just a bunch of people in their bedrooms. Um, we have my social media team. Um, they handle our Twitter, our Instagram, um, all that kind of stuff. Any sort of those are the two we're most active on. Um, YouTube, all that. Like, they're there to help us promote, help answer questions, all that kind of stuff. Um, we have video editors. <laughs> video editors edit together, like, um, the streams. If we're doing highlight videos, they'll edit together. Um, anything, they edited parts of the trip. Like, anything that we need to be 
like going from a video to being shortened clips, all that kind of stuff affects. That's all them. Um, musicians make the backing tracks for the music. Um, so they add that foundation for our voice actors to sing on top of. Um, audio mixers mix all of our audio. And that means making sure that everyone sounds like they're in the same place and not in their bedrooms. <laughs> uh, adding in special effects, um, making sure that our VAs sound good. Everything is sounding great. Um, we have writers. They help us write our scripts um, and make sure that we're not going too far away from canon and keeping everything in line. Um, we have our art managers, and our art managers are the people who help the art mods and me um, to stay on top of everything because we have 107 artists. So it's a it's a big job for just me and two other people or three other people to be doing. So we have art managers to help out. And then of course we have our artists, our biggest chunk, 107 people, and they do all of the arting. <laughs> and the I'm arting. trying to think if I'm missing anything. Um, we Chad, have translators. <laughs> I saw we have translators. I said musicians Inferno, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> We have translators and they have taken all of our, or take our trailer. They're going to take the musical and make sure that we have everything on there. Uh, so it's accessible for everyone and everything. Um, and that's going to be wonderful once that all gets done and stuff. Okay, awesome. And those are all the positions. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Jeez, that's a lot. This is a huge yeah. team, the sounds of it. How many people are on the team? Um... I know that it just passed 160. I can check exactly in. Oh my gosh! Right now, actually, um, we are at 167. That's how big our team is. Jeez, um, that is insane. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and 107 of those are artists. To be fair, but art is a huge undertaking. You know, we are talking. From going from storyboards to line art to color to background to shading. So it's just a lot. Um, and we're always looking for more artists. So, Uh-huh. That's awesome. Okay, so do you have any big names uh, that you, you might call big names on the uh, team? Um, well, I would say Public Spam Account. They did the... Um, the how bad can I be schlatt animation that went really big? Um, they do incredible work. Uh, we have, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, I'm going to be honest. I don't really keep up with people's sub counts. Um, I know PSA, um, we used to be really close and still are really close with um, Finn, who's from late August. Um, but he has pulled away from a lot of social media or all social media. And it's taking a step back from the project, but we're going to miss him dearly. Um, but he was a big part of us and we love him. Uh, we have Skyla or Bakuzla. We have Squiddo. Looking at chat because they, they know better than I do. Um, <laughs> but we have a lot of people and I don't really pay attention that close to sub counts these days because like, frankly, you know, we... I've got people in my um, on my team who have zero subscribers, who have five subscribers, who deserve millions and millions just based off of talent. Um, we have Medio. I see you, Medio. Medio is moderately mediocre. They did Election Day, um, but genuinely, I don't 
it's all about, you know, what you bring to the team and little less what you have to offer clout wise. Uh-huh. Okay. I figured that's awesome. Okay. Cool stuff. Dang, public spam account. That is that is uh that when I saw that they were on your team, that like really caught me off guard. Great. PSA really is wonderful. <laughs> um PSA has decided to to scrap the animatic format and has gone full animation a lot of the times. And so they they've dug their own grave. Um <laughs> and that's <laughs> they're wonderful. And I love them dearly. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, all right. So what events or like what timeline of events is the musical covering? So we cover from the um the beginning of Lemanberg, you know, Wilbur deciding that he wants to do that, all the way to Wilbur's death. We're following the story of Wilbur Soot, and that's really what I've decided to focus on for right now. And I think mm -hmm. that that is one of the the SMP sort of functions in ways where it could end at certain points. Like you could call that an end and then it kind of keeps going into almost like seasons. So we're mostly focus focusing on that first season being like Wilbur. Okay. So he's like the protagonist of the uh, musical, you could say. Yeah. I, I would say Tommy is protagonist by personality and Wilbur is protagonist by actual like relevance to the plot. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So is the what uh how many acts are there going to be and what like events will those acts be covering so we have three acts um so we have act one and that is the creation of lemanbergs so that goes from wilbur um deciding he wants to do this all the way to its independence and then we have what we call interlude and it's just this it's a shorter sort of um break in the middle that just talks about the election and introduces Schlatt and Quackity as major mm -hmm. characters. And then we have act two, which goes from the end of the election. So that's um, Tommy and Wilbur being exiled all the way to Wilbur's death. Um, so. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So is the interlude like the second act sort of? Yeah, but you know, um, we call it interlude just cause it's shorter and it, um, it just, it covers a very specific thing, being the election. Uh, actually, I can give you the, the true reason behind it was that initially Act 1 went all the way from the creation of Lemanberg to the end of the election. But we started working on it and we sort of realized that um, we weren't going to be able to complete that, like, healthily. Like, there wasn't going to be a way that, like, my team could go that far without... Um, by August without a bunch of burnout and stuff. And so we decided to cut that little bit off. Also, it's just like a very small itty bitty plot being just the creation and like the election and stuff. Okay, interesting. So you said this is coming out by August. You mean like every act is coming out by August? Like the entire oh, show? Oh, no, 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 no. Whoa. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill me. Jesus Christ. No, no. Um, just act one. Just um, Okay, just okay, the, okay. I just thought, the first part of act one. I, I um, thought that was probably the case, but I wanted to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I... I see my team having a, a, a come apart in chat. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, the first part of act one is coming out in August. So our act one is structured a lot like, um, imagine like episodes of a TV show season, you know? So we have three parts of that. Um, again, just, a, just a mental health thing. Like we are all volunteer, um, because all of our money goes to charity. 
And so I, we have to be really careful about making sure that we're taking good care of our team um, just because they all volunteer to be here and we want to make sure that they're happy and healthy. That's awesome. That's, that's really good to hear, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's important. Okay, so what, like, um, what problems have you encountered while you've been working on the musical? What hurdles have you had to overcome? That's, that's such a vague question. Um, <laughs> no, it's... Does anything uh, big come to mind, I should say? Honestly, it's, um, it really is about balance. And that's something really hard that we've had to um, overcome and to work with, was finding that balance of enforcing deadlines while minding people's time, while making sure that everyone's healthy and happy. Um, because uh again we're all volunteer and that's been the hardest thing like especially with the art portion of the musical being just so i want to say strenuous like it just takes a lot of time to do art and a lot of mental power to being able to balance together like hey artists we need to have this soon but also when is a realistic goal uh i think probably the biggest hurdle for me is the fact that i've never done this before this is my first experience leading a team of this size mm -hmm. i've led team big teams before but nothing this big um and just going through that initial like communication um taking care of each other what does that look like what are reasonable deadlines i'm not an artist what does art look like you know what does it mean to do all that kind of stuff um i know that communication was really hard initially because I, I say this to my producers and i'll say it here People, um, because we're all on Discord and we're not in person and we don't ask for legal names and stuff, just for, number one, we're an internet project that's creepy. Number two, just, like, people's being comfortable and stuff. Um, it's like, people could, you could die and we wouldn't know. Like, we're like, oh, why has so-and-so not been online for a week? It's like, we genuinely have no clue what's going on in your life and we have no way of contacting you. So, um, keeping communication open and like setting that kind of like we have to know has been really hard okay yeah i can imagine that's kind of it's kind of scary knowing that something could happen in someone's life and you just might like never hear from them again <laughs> Honestly, like this. yes yes <laughs> how's it's, that like it's scary if you don't mind me asking of course i'm not asking for like specifics here but has something like that happened um well, you know what, no, I will give you one specific example. At one point, um, one of my art producers, Doodle, disappeared for five days. Um, not a word from them. I, I have, Doodle's one of the people that I have their phone number and, like, know who they are. So I called them, I texted them. Um, <laughs> we, we messaged them on Discord, disappeared for five days. And it became a big thing where we had fake flyers. And you know the song, Gary, Come Home? from spongebob <laughs> i already see chat parrying <laughs> it right now parrying yeah doodle it. come home uh, uh it was something i sang and sent everywhere and then doodle came back on that fifth day and was like what's going on guys just my wi-fi like gave out like there was something happened and it's like <laughs> no we, we we didn't know what happened to you man and we were, we were very sad <laughs> so Dang, yes that, that, that does happen um <laughs> Okay, well, that'd so be it ended, it ended well. Yeah, yeah, we're glad. We're, we're, we're always happy to have Doodle back. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs>
Um, okay. It was a big deal. So, oh, how do I ask this? So the songs on the musical, like what genre would you say most of them fit into? Like, was it is it kind of like that normal, uh, like musical vibe to all the songs like you hear in most classic musicals, or is it something a little bit different? Yeah. Than that? How would you describe it? I would. I'd say that it, it fits the very, very solidly in like the musical theater genre. Um, and okay. that's like what I would say. We definitely have some songs that lean one way or the other in terms of being like more jazzy or more this or more that. But like, I feel like it kind of gets all covered in that umbrella of being musical theater music, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that. You could get a very specific answer, like I see Inferno saying techno pop for most of Act One. But man, if you ask me, it just sounds like music. So um, <laughs> the genre is banger. Yeah, that's the true. The genre is like yeah, the genre is good music. That's that's what it falls under. Nice, I like it. I like it. Um, are you able to hit us with the track list? <laughs> Huh. Oh, I I can. It's been uh it's been set on stream before if anyone is uh dying to hear it. Right, right. Spoken slower, but I'll say it quickly. I remember um. hearing it. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, one song that really stuck oh, out right. to me was uh was one called Oh, sorry. Hold on. I can't rec- can't quite remember the name. I think it was like a a little bit more epic than what was previously expected. That song Oh, oh, oh. Um a little bit more poggers than what we expected um exactly which is or like maybe not as not poggers as we thought it was gonna be i don't it's it's not that bad the, the song title is not that bad um <laughs> that's that's the song title um so yeah i can i would suggest probably going to the stream and just listening to the list there because it's yes i would suggest that because it will take me a hot second and i'll get stuck on certain songs and want to talk about them that's fine um, you should speed run it though Right now. Okay. okay, I'm setting up a minute on my phone. If you're okay. not done by the end of it, we're starting the podcast over. Okay. Um, Three, song two, names one, are... go. Welcome to the SMP, and I lost them. I can do that. Loverboy, Bruno of a Plan, Loverboy Reprise, Pursuit of Victory, Fox's Lullaby, Warning Words, White Flags, Down X3, Revel, Independence or Death, Last Move, Ten Statements, Lift Our Voices, It'll Be Fine, Not That Bad Reality, Ode to a Man Bird. Dang, okay. That was... <laughs> well, under a minute. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I talk very quickly naturally. I have to slow down usually. So, um <laughs> I am the exact same way. I can relate. <laughs> Dang, that was <laughs> you've been you, you that was from someone who knows how to talk fast. Jeez. <laughs> you good? You need some water? <laughs> Okay. Breathe. <laughs> breathe and breathe. No, it's that was a thing. You could ask Doodle. I, I've learned how to breathe while talking. Like I can breathe in while still speaking. So um What? Huh? How? How is that like did you just know. do it through your nose? What the know. heck? That's impressive. I can do, I can do. I should learn how to do that. That's impressive. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't miss any. I, I, I know my musical. Run back, okay? Oh, you were, you just said that all off your head. 
Yeah. Oh, I thought you were like reading from a list. Oh my gosh. No. In fact, media was trying to send me a list while when you asked that, and then couldn't send them fast enough. Um, I mean, I was gonna say like, if you need a second to get a list, that's fine. I'll just cut out the time. No, no, I'm good. I'm okay. Please. Okay. So, from what's in Act One so far. What is your, what are some of your favorites or like uh what are some songs you have something to say about? I'd like to hear some director commentary on it. Oh, uh, okay. Um <laughs> I think that one of the things that I'm really proud of and that I think that Medio definitely who's um our music producer, like they're our our head of music. Um has done a really good job of keeping me accountable for is not losing the humor that was especially prevalent in early SMP. Um because it was funny. And that's what like drove me to watch and what drove a lot of people to watch was the fact that it was funny. Um so having things like we have a song called um Brewing Up a Plan, which is just a, a chaotic mess of just jokes and whatever, like eat it it really keeps that like spirit of the S and P alive. Like we didn't just go full angst, but of course I am a sucker for angst. So you know, revel is really good. The the demo for that is up on my channel. But when I say it's gotten a glow up, I mean I've it's gotten a glow up. Like it's so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember listening to the original actually while I was preparing for this podcast. Super good. Yeah, it it it, it sounds so much better. It's incredible. Um, and, like, that's a really good one. That's one that I, that honestly, also, I have a huge attachment to because I got to watch it grow, quote-unquote, grow up from being, like, my itty-bitty baby song that I wrote by myself in my bedroom to just seeing, like, Joao, who was the musician for it, just, like, take it and run with it and make it so much better and then hearing a voice actor on it, like... I wrote so many of these songs, but very few of them did I actually put out into the world. So just seeing it improve and seeing it be that much better, just like, it, it's got a, a special little place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. So if you could have anyone from the internet work on the, the musical, like have a position on the musical, who would you choose? Mm, okay, well, let, let, me, let me break down this question. If I could have anyone from the internet, like if I could pick someone, I would have Saddest because I'm biased. Um, and their work is incredible. They know the S&P. I feel like they would have a lot of passion for it. Um, and we're talking about just like celebrities. Then God, just bring on all my favorite celebrities and have them work on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but I mean, like genuinely people that I feel like are maybe obtainable one day, I would have Saddest. Um, that would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty dang cool. But I do already have the best team. I got it, Kaylin. I don't want any money new. I don't need any, <laughs> I don't need any clout. I have the best team as it is. But yes, if I could have Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden would, would be a wonderful dream voice actor, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, dude, crazy. And I'm, you know, I think our actual dream voice actor, I think Janie would probably step down if I said, hey, Janie, I love you, but Joe Biden. Um, yeah, Joe Biden wants to be on the show. Sorry, Janie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so if one of the Dream SMP members, like one of the actual streamers, wanted to be a part of the yeah. show, 
How would you feel about that? And would you like say yes to that? Mm. Well, okay. I've actually thought a lot about this because I've seen this question before because you sent it to me. Um, I, <laughs> Crazy how that works. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like that'd be really hard because, like, you know, I just made I made a joke about, you know, Janie, like, stepping down for um, Joe Biden. But, like, <laughs> it would be hard on me to, like, take these people who have auditioned and who have put so much work and so much effort into making something and to say, you know, screw you, some this guy's got more clout, you know? Like, that would be something that would be really hard for me to do. So it's like, I don't even know what I would do at that point. Like, that would be a really, that'd be a sit down with the producers and have a four-hour meeting about it conversation. Because, like, I would love to have their support, but I don't know if I could replace anyone on my team in preference. Okay, that's interesting. It's honestly nice to hear how much you care about your team that, like, that that's awesome that you would like turn down Tommy in it being the Tommy in it voice actor and like because somebody else put so much effort into their application because they want to be a part of it. I think that's nice. Yeah, that would just it would it would hurt me. Like I it would be one of those things that like I would carry around for the rest of my life. Like damn it, I let I let Harry down because I couldn't turn down Tommy in it. Some British sixteen year old. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. What if one of them wanted to be like a like an artist or or something like that, though? Oh no, yeah, we'll take him in. <laughs> we always need more artists. Yeah, come on in. Yeah, like of course. Um, yeah, yeah dream, we would love their support. We yeah, would always love their support. Tomorrow says I want to be a background artist. <laughs> yeah, no. If if uh, I get a message from Dream was taken, I would. Um, well, he'd have to submit an audition, and then I would go to the <laughs> art directors and I would say, "Hey, we have this background artist." <laughs> <laughs> dreams like i literally made the server this is based on what the heck <laughs> yeah we say mm, we need you to do a callback uh i need to, to, to see it again <laughs> we'll, we'll think about it you know it's a very competitive position right now <laughs> yeah of course of course uh so that would that that would be the thing is that i'm it would be hard on me but and it would be a, a decision that we'd have to make also bearing in mind who it is that we would be like replacing or something like if so-and-so is like so ready to just like jump like at the at the idea then like we're like great okay but you know it's hard it'd be hard mm -hmm. right that's understandable um so for the voice actors when you're choosing like who will voice act for what character what like criteria are you judging it based on like whether they actually sound like the character or how good they are as a voice actor in general so i i've always broken it down into three categories we have your speaking voice so like um how you can deliver the lines you know like um if you have good acting ability your singing voice you know are you strong vocally um and also your vibes so you don't have to sound like the character by any means. Like um, if you just have a different accent or, or this or that, like you don't have to sound like the character, but your vibes have to be the same. You know, like I have to listen to the audition and think, yeah, no, this is the same vibes as Fundy or Carl Jacobs or Wilbur or whatever, you know? Um, uh -huh. Like you would have to, that's the thing is that like, we'll get, um, you know, one of the big things, especially for characters that we have stuff written for, like Joao, who is our Fundy voice actor, he, I had written Fight With Fire at that point, and I listened to his audition, and I was like, I can hear him singing the song. 
Like, he's got Fundy vibes. I feel like he would sing the song really well. So we would, we'll take him, you know? It's like, it's about vibes if you can act the part and if you can sing the part. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting, interesting. So you mentioned earlier that there are characters that are, like, uh, representing the chats of each streamer. Can you talk mm-hmm. more about that? And also, like, I know you mentioned uh, either on a stream or, like, to me that there are also NPCs. I'd like to hear you talk about, like, uh, that a little bit. Yeah, of course. So um, the chats themselves are, you can look on our Instagram, and that's probably where you're going to get, like, the easiest way to find them. But they're these little TV heads, and they fill the role of the streamer's, like, chat that is theirs. Um, obviously, they don't, like, belong to the streamer because we've personified that, so that's a little creepy if they, like, belong to them. But, <laughs> so we have instead bit, yeah. that, like, they're just they're everyday people, and they fill the roles that we think that the chat's filled. So that's voting in the election, that's talking to the streamers, that's influencing what happens. Um, and we've given each chat a basic personality kind of associated to their streamer's personality. Um so, like, for instance, Amy, who is Tommy's chat, um, Amy is short for imitate, also is close to the word in it, like Tommy in it. Um, and so Amy likes to imitate things because Tommy's chat will just repeat lines that they've heard. They'll repeat uh, PogChamp over and over again. They'll spam emotes. Um, Amy's just very chaotic. Um, they really only care about their streamer. You know, Amy only really cares about Tommy. Doesn't particularly care about Lamanberg and all that kind of stuff. They're more in it for whatever um, Tommy wants. You know, they're and more they really in it look for up to him. Tommy wants. Yeah, they're in it for Tommy. <laughs> no, and they uh, and they they really care about what Tommy thinks about them, and they really value his opinion and think that he's just the coolest guy ever. Because if you look at Tommy and its chat, everyone just thinks Tommy's the coolest, like the shit. You know. Um, whereas, um, Winston, who's Wilbur's chat, has a much more mellow personality. They're a lot more witty and snarky and will make comments and they care a lot about Lemanberg and the story and the history. Because when you look at Wilbur's chat, you'll see that they really care about the plot and that kind of stuff. And they're, they, it's an older fan base than Tommy's. So you, it's a much more mature acting chat. Um, so... That's sort of, like, the chats really serve that role, and, like, um, we also use them to sort of justify any sort of... Hmm. We, we've, we've translated from a digital world to a real world, so anything that sort of fall in between, um, we have to... We use the chats to justify, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's really good for us to have. Uh, I saw Badger. Yeah, Badger is Techno's chat. And that's actually something that's important to mention when talking about the chats, is that I made them in a time before, um, in a time before, like, the voices in the head or Phil's chat being birds. Like, that wasn't a thing when I made the chats. And so I had to, I had to make them for the first time myself. Um, when it comes to Techno's voices, I think it's really funny. Because Techno paints his chat as this very angsty dark blood for the blood god oh i'm i'm so i'm so angsty and dark and 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 i and i i crave blood and i want death and and it's so whatever and it's like yeah okay buddy your chat is spamming e 
and Rainbow Chad. I don't know what you see in them, but it's not <laughs> it's not what it is. Um, and so Badger sort of fills that role of being the chaotic gremlin while Techno's voices get to keep their sort of angsty side. Um, okay, interesting. And then the NPCs, and that's essentially just making Lamanberg not lame. Because if you don't have just people in the wars, people watching, people on the sidelines, people running the town, running what is Lamanberg, it's just five guys fighting five guys. You right, know? Like someone had to it's vote in the elections, like, right? Hmm? Like uh, there are people who people had to vote in the vote. elections, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's that kind of stuff. Like we have to keep up with the fact that, like, it just makes it so. I feel like, and this is about to be really sappy. You're about to get a lot of sap from me. Um, the viewers and the watchers and the people behind the SMP being like the fans, like they really were part of the story. You know, they filled out what was Lamanberg was the like the individual people in the chat, like rooting for what side they were on, wanting the best for everything. Like that's what they were, and I feel like it does no justice to what the SMP is to exclude the people who are in it because like a lot of SMP culture and a lot of SMP life is watching animatics is reading fan fiction is listening to music following the musical <laughs> plug 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 but like that kind of stuff like that's what a lot of it is is being a fan and being in this fan like fandom and I don't feel like it's Lamanberg without it so mm-hmm. okay I think that's a really cool idea. How are you representing the NPCs like uh, in the animatics and stuff? So the there's the chats obviously who serve their very narrative role and who have lines and who essentially speak for the people, you know, like they 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 do that. And then the NPCs themselves, like just the people in the background, either are just random people or, quite frankly, the artists got bored and put themselves in it. Like I'm being honest, like, like, like they're like, mm, I, you know, it would be really cool if I put my Sona right here. <laughs> nice. So they did that. Uh, I like that honestly. That has a lot more personality to it. Yeah, I think that that's like we have the and the NPCs don't have lines and they're not self inserts and we haven't given ourselves dramatic plot lines or story relevance. Like I'm not trying to do that. But and so the chats do most of the talking. I just think it's important visually to see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting, interesting. I agree. That's a very good idea. I think that definitely makes things a lot more lively and explains a lot of uh, what happens in the story. Yeah, make a war actually a war and not five guys punching each other on a Minecraft server. All right, like it's <laughs> like come on now. <laughs> okay, so. Why did you choose to cover all of, like, uh, from Wilbur starting Lamanberg to Wilbur's death in the musical? Or in the first act, I suppose. No, wait, Going from Wilbur's... Yeah, yeah, Going from the, the creation all the way to the end, because I feel like that is the real first narrative, mm-hmm. you know? We see the creation to the to the destruction and why um i you've asked a question that's gonna get me talking about wilbur so medio feel free to mute me for the next five minutes because you already heard all of this 
Um, <laughs> Wilbur's character is something that's really interesting because we see a guy who, um, as I've filled out the character and as I've done a lot of um, the music based around, is this, um, this idea of this guy who essentially wants to be noticed. So, like, um, he just wants to be relevant on Mr. Speedrun's big SMP, you know? Like, that's really important to him. And his character just wants to be seen. Um, and so he starts this nation. So we're coming from a very selfish beginning um, of Wilbur doing it mostly for himself. Um, Wilbur doing it to be seen, to be noticed. He's put all of his self-esteem and all of his self-worth on this idea of being a leader, of starting something, of starting a revolution. So that's where all of his self-esteem is, is lying in Lemanberg, especially after he wins. Um, uh, Cause like, you know, you see it in the streams, Wilbur actually at one point wants to give up and Tommy doesn't let him. He doesn't let Wilbur give up. And Wilbur is rewarded for that, even though the objectively better decision was to, um, to stop because people were getting hurt. But he kept going and, and was rewarded for it. So we see Wilbur kind of acting selfishly and getting rewarded for it. And then going through this election, once again, selfishly thinking like, I'm just going to do it to say that I won democratically and to prove that I'm a good leader when in reality he's not. And he loses it. And so it's kind of like um, the extreme form of like post-show depression where like he had a purpose. He was the president. This is where all of his self-esteem was. He was nothing without Lemanberg, and then he lost it. And we see him going through this descent um, and inevitably destroying the thing that he created to help himself. And I feel like that's a really interesting story to tell and to see how something started from such a selfish seed grew to involve so many more people and grew to involve characters and, and people found a bunch of other things that Wilbur didn't even intend. Um, and I think that that's a really interesting story to, to watch play out. Um, and I, I think that that's a good ending for it also, is to see that, yes, it's over, and we, and we sort of touch on the fact that Tubbo starts again, that Tubbo rebuilds it. And this time he's not building it from a place of selfishness. So you hope that it'll get better. Obviously, as viewers who have seen beyond that, we know that it doesn't. But like, in in the realm of the musical, that is something that is we get to see what Lemanberg could have been and what it could be if it was not started by someone who is um, so in it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So, in what ways in the musical do characters like diverge from their uh, their like real life streamer counterparts? Oof. Well, you have the big one being Wilbur himself. Wilbur does not um, <laughs> go through an arc of bordering on insanity. Like, Wilbur himself is a fine guy. Uh, he's not a villain. He's not evil. Um, you see that a lot with character Dream, and that's someone that I really I, I respect Dream for it, that he was willing to go all the way to be the bad guy. Dream himself is not a bad guy. Um... You know, there are definitely some characters who stick a little closer to their... I know it's flan time. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's 803 flan time. Not anymore, but... Um, the uh, every, every day at 803, they spam at EST, they spam flan, which is like the custard. 
They uh-huh. spam it in chat everywhere. Okay. And so That's interesting. I'm sorry. I just looked over and I see Ian, Ian, it's floor time. I'm like, I know, I, I'm busy. But um Where did that come from? Sorry. This is an important uh, well, question. Context. So you know the smiley face that's like um, colon and then D, like a like an uppercase D. It's like this. Yeah, yeah. Like like yeah. So you know how on Discord emotes are like colon and then a word and then colon and that will make an emote. You know. Yeah. So if you type in a colon, it will assume that you want to do an emote, and so then if you um, type in colon and then two uppercase Ds, it will autocorrect to custard. So at one point, I was really excited and just sent a bunch of flans by mistake. Um, and now it's 803 flan time. And I'm assuming you sent that at, at 803? I, I, think, I think so. I don't exactly remember, but I would, I would assume so. That's, that's simply incredible. Is it only like 803 p.m. or a.m. too? These are important I questions. think it's only it's only PM. Um, okay, okay. I'm not usually awake at eight oh three in the morning, so I wouldn't know. But um, <laughs> <laughs> who but knows I, what they might be up to? But I'm sorry. I'll re-answer my question, picking up where I left off. The character <laughs> dream. He's not a bad guy. There are definitely some characters who stick more to their um, actual streamer personalities, like um, especially like Tommy. Tommy usually sticks pretty close to his. Um, real life personality um there are obviously points like during the exile arc where he's playing more of a character but generally he's a uh, he, he sticks pretty closely to who he is but like it's usually the villains those are the the villains that you see the big changes in who they are mm-hmm. okay that makes sense so in like uh the musical that you're doing how do the characters of the musical like diverge from the characters from the smp if they do at all oof uh, the answer is that they're better. I'm, j- I'm joking. Um, we- <laughs> I'm only half joking, to be frank. Um, but the the deal is that we've taken essentially the skeletons and the bones of what they've what they've given us, and we've made and we filled it up. You know, um, right, I don't right. think that when Wilbur was creating his character and sort of doing this, especially in the beginning, beginning when he was just kind of doing whatever, I don't think that he went through and thought, oh, I'm going to make an arc about being selfish and being whatever. Like, I I don't think that was his intention. But he created the character, and then it was my job to go through and to decide what that meant and and to clean it up and to take parts and decide what is and isn't canon. What um, And that was what a lot of I did for early musical, was deciding, you know, who do I want this character to be? Because, honestly... Um, I think that a lot of what makes Dream SMP so popular, especially among artists and writers and people like me, is the fact that it is sort of almost a writing prompt because it's so, I don't know how to say bad, but it's very vague. Um, and the characterizations, especially early on, weren't a lot to go off of. So we got the chance to essentially play around and to to do what we wanted and to say, well, we know that Wilbur goes from here to here, like mentally, how did he get there? Why? Um, and I think that, that 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 was a lot of fun. And most of what we did was clean everyone up to keep them consistent and to really make sure that the character arc was working and made sense. 
you know, every now and again, a streamer will try something, like they'll make an offhanded comment and it'll get interpreted as canon and then that'll switch a bunch of things around. So we essentially just went through and cut out anything that we didn't think made sense, you know, and, and just cleaned up these characters to be what I would call the fan version of them, you know, like the, the version that us as fans make animatics about really cleaning up that story to be concise. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So once you're done with this, uh, with this musical, actually, wait, before I ask that question, when do you think the little interlude in Act 2 will, have, will uh, be released? Oh, boy, that's a, that's a question that you asked me. Um, <laughs> sure so <it> is. <laughs> you said it. Um, I think that it's <laughs> something that I'm not 100% sure of, to be honest. I know that interlude will be out a lot quicker than Act 1 was, especially because we don't have to do a lot of um, we don't have to do a lot of the early stuff, like deciding characterization and whatnot, and making sure, like, just the basic framework. Like, I don't have to start from scratch anymore. I'm coming from a basis of having stuff to work with. Um, but frankly, I don't know. Because there were definitely parts of the musical this time during Act 1 that I feel like were rushed, and that I feel like should have more time. So, I don't know. I think that we're going to release it once we are really working on it. Um, I, I genuinely no clue. I think that it will be out when it gets out, hopefully. <laughs> That's okay. the answer that you Optimistic. Get. Very optimistic. <laughs> yeah. You know, we just, we do our best to, the hard part is making sure that we're balancing everyone's mental health and stuff, especially because we're going to enter during the interlude production, we're going to start, um, and actually the end of Act 1, like Part 3 production, we're going to be in a new school year. So people are going to be a lot busier, and mental health is going to be fluctuating a lot more because school is stressful. And so um, taking care of everyone is really my top priority. So we might end up taking like a month break, and that's okay, you know? Um so I want to take care of everyone and make sure everything's okay. So that's my answer. It'll get out when it gets out. Okay, fair enough. That's probably a pretty healthy mindset to have. We all know what happens when uh, a project rushes uh, to release at a certain date that it's set for itself. Dude, I can't. Like, I really don't want to become, like, a sob story. Like, that's my biggest thing is I don't want to become, like, a... Well, you know, Dream S&P, it was a huge thing back in the day. There was even a musical, but it kind of fell apart and everyone hates it now. Like, that's what I don't want it to be. Um, mm -hmm. So. <laughs> Are you scared that something like that could happen? Um, nowadays, a lot less than I was. Because I've seen my team and, and, I've, and I've gotten really to know them. And I'm going to cry. We're, uh, we've reached <laughs> a point of being like a family. And people stay in the musical even though it can be stressful and even though we can have mistakes and we can mess up um because of the people that they've met and the reason that we're here is for each other and and we're sort of all just bound together because we want to be here um so i'm not worried about people leaving as much because i feel like if they wanted to they would tell me and we could fix it you know like i i don't feel like people would just up and leave without saying something to me first because I would, that would hurt me. Because <laughs> they've become a family. And I, and I don't want to, I, I couldn't lose them like that. So 
I, I would rather change and I'd rather say that we're going to release in 2023 than, than hurt them, you know? All right, I get you. That's smart. That's a, that's a great mindset to have. It's really nice to hear that, honestly. Yeah. Very supportive chat right now, I will say. You should take a look at it if you aren't right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I will cry. Um, so, <laughs> awesome. That's what you love to see on this podcast. Cry. Yeah, I will cry. Go. Um, <laughs> do it then. Come on. Cry. No, Come no. On. Go, no, go. that's not, that's on, not the it, right coward. answer. What? No, Come next on. question. Next okay. question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Next question. <laughs> um... So when the musical is eventually over, would you like um, oh my God. would you would you like uh, <laughs> write a start working on another musical to cover more recent events or like what you happens after it? Are, are you um, okay? Do you need a second? <laughs> I'm fine. No, I'm okay. <laughs> no, um, the uh, <laughs> the answer to that question, and and it's actually what I told my team is that it all depends on when we get there. When we get there, it could be fucking two years you know and i don't know how i'll feel i don't know how they'll feel i don't know if dream smp will have gotten canceled by then uh if we will still be into it and i don't want to promise anything and say that we're going to go any farther because i just don't know if that's gonna happen you know i can guarantee up to wilbur's death but i don't want to say that it's going to happen if it's not um but after musical ends i've (laughs) I've said it, and they're all spamming it in the chat. Um, we've talked about going on to being um, an itty-bitty baby production company, um, which is why they're spamming Mu73, because that's the M73 Productions is the idea. Um, uh-huh. Putting together something bigger than us, but and it would be about original work. Um, because that is the thing that the musical has really done for me, is yes, I'm working on a Dream SP fan project. Yes, I love a Dream SP. Um, but like again, and I said it and it's sappy and it's whatever. But like it's really about what we've learned from each other, what I've learned. Like I've never led a team this big and getting to see it um thrive and grow like that. Um and I would love to offer that chance to other people, you know? But it's all about when we get there. And and that's what I, because the last thing I want is for this thing to just be something that I did at one point, because I, I have created such a, we've, we've built such a community and have become such a family that I, I have faith that, um, that we're going to, that things could get better and things could keep going and we could do original work and be something. But that's awesome. That's it, really, really cool. All depends. It's the hope. It's the dream, you know? Well, I really hope you guys get there. That'd be really awesome. And honestly, like from what I've seen of you guys so far, from what very little I've seen, I I hundred percent believe that you guys could do that. Thank you. You're welcome. I really hope that works out. That's like awesome. It would be such a cool direction to see you guys go in. And when it does, yeah, that would wh- remember to shout me out on live TV or whatever. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Where, where we started. Um, um, of course, that's the thing. Is I just like I like seeing. I like helping people. Um, I'm sorry. Someone just... Medio, please don't start copy-paste chains. Why are you doing this? Um, <laughs> but, like, that's something that I, I do want, is that I have... There it is. I have such a... Such a love for these people, and we... 
care so much about each other that I want to see it happen. But I, I have plans to help make it happen, you know? Just got to keep on that grind. Mm-hmm. So what kind of plans do you have? Oh, well, I, I, I don't want to make promises. And this, for the record, I'm not making promises. Um, just, you're going to get me on a rant. The thing that I would really love to see, the thing that I really want to maybe one day have, is giving people the chance to... Um, to, to, to join something like this, give young artists and musicians the resources and the people to help them get somewhere. Because, like, there's so many people on the internet, artists, musicians, just itty-bitty baby creators who are doing everything that they can to be seen. And I really want to help them get there, you know? Um, like, maybe give them the chance to use something like Toon Boom or, or teach them how to use Logic Pro or Reaper. Um, stuff like that would be really um, cool. That would be a really fun thing that I would love to start one day. And that's kind of my plan. We just have to really break down what that means, what that looks like, and if my team is up for it. And that involves money, which is a big deal. Um, and something that right now is all going to charity because charities are really hit hard by COVID because live theater couldn't exist. And that's where I want the money to go right now. But maybe one day we could be for profit and be a place that people could come and learn how to uh, how to make music, how to be an artist, what that looks like, what that means. That's awesome. That's like that's such a cool goal. I really hope that works out. That that's really neat. Yeah. Oh, that is that is actually so cool. So cool to hear. Yeah, it's the hope. You know, cross your fingers. Maybe one day Mew seventy three will be thriving. Still entirely on Discord, because of course, what else would we use? Any sort of professional get like software? Of course not. <laughs> well, no, no. Why would we do that? That we don't do that. We use Discord like smart people. To be fair, Discord is pretty good, like for being free, especially. Yes. It is. And I love it. I love Discord because I have to. It's a it's a really interesting relationship. Um so <laughs> So one thing you mentioned uh, while you're talking, like, one thing that, like, okay, well, let me just ask. If, like, if tomorrow a bunch of members of the Dream SMP were to be, like, canceled and the Dream SMP as a whole kind of, like, fell apart because of that, would you continue working on the musical? That's not a four-hour producer conversation, but I think that it's something that we really struggle with because we are working from a pre-existing thing. Um, but like, I feel like the Dream SMP has separated so much from its original base. Like the the thing itself, the story itself, is so not attached to the streamers these days um, that I feel like we could um, keep working on it because it's we're, we are all working with characters. We're we're no longer talking about Tommy in it. We're talking about Tommy, the character. You know. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because we had to have this discussion when Jay Schlatt was canceled. Um, and regardless of your opinion on that entire situation, um, it, it's something to take and um, note of for us because we do have Schlatt in Act 2. We do have Schlatt in the um, interlude. And what we've sort of resigned and decided to do is we're making like, you know, 
we can say that we don't necessarily agree with what he did or what he said, but we're playing a character. We're showing a character and who happens to share his name at this point, you know, like they're so separated from each other that, um, it all just depends. Yeah. Someone just said it's like Harry Potter where it's gotten so separated from JK Rowling and, and her grossness that, um, you reach a point where it's like Harry Potter and JK Rowling aren't connected anymore, but, um, mm-hmm. it, it depends on what's said, what's done and, and what the, what the community wants, you know? And Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I think that's a good that's a good approach to take to it for sure. Um, if that were to happen and you guys decided that you did want to stop working on the Lemanberg musical because of whatever happened, would you just go into making an original work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I mean, any... again, it's it's all about talking to each other and keeping that communication open and who's feeling it and who's not and that kind of stuff. But that would be the hope, yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, I'll save that question for later. What advice do you have for anybody else who is looking to run a project like this? You know, it's like I've got a lot of things to say, which is, number one, I didn't have any experience. I had, I could write music, um, I could fuck around in GarageBand, and I had some experience being, like, captain of a debate team and being heads of, like, groups and stuff. But I didn't have any experience doing this. Um, and, and now I'm here. And I think that the thing about that is that you cannot be stubborn. Like, you don't know. And that's okay. You don't have to know. But there are people who do know and who can tell you. And I think it's really important to listen. Um, and, and, to, and to hear that and to take it and to... Um, really understand that you're going to make mistakes and that you're not going to be perfect and that even when you think there's a really good chance that you're not um, and when someone says, hey, you should be doing it this way, maybe don't, you know, just drop everything and do what they say, but do some research. Listen and hear them out and that kind of stuff. (laughs) I think the other thing I would say is um, know where you are. Understand your limitations. and understand what that means. So, like, we're an all-volunteer project. Um, I don't let that hold us back in the sense that I don't think that, like, our content is going to be good. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, we're volunteers, so we can... No, no, We have good content, and I hold us to a high standard, but I also understand that, like, people aren't getting paid to be here, and maybe they have jobs that do pay, and that has to be their priority, and that's okay, you know? Um, And understanding your limitations, but also, like, being aware that you have to believe in as that's so cheesy like you have to believe in yourself or no one else is going to believe in you like when i reached out to finn and when jake reached out to psa we were coming from a place of being really small and going to big creators but we were confident that we deserved to have them on our project that like we were good enough for them and they saw that and they joined and now i mean i don't see psa having any will to leave like, they're an incredible person who's been such a big part of, like, our family and stuff. So, I think it's about just having that confidence in yourself, um, knowing where you stand, and just being willing to listen to people. Um, and that's the big, like, that's honestly the biggest thing, is that you have to listen. And, like, sometimes you're going to not like what you hear, but you have to hear it, and you have to think about it and understand it and keep moving. 
because if you sit there and you put your foot down and say, no, I'm only ever doing it my way, people are going to hate you and you're not going to have a project anymore. So, yeah. And it's hard. It sucks. Like, I'm not going to say that my life has been great. It, like, there have been part of, parts of it that I'm like, fuck, I really wanted this to work and it just didn't. It just couldn't work that way. And I had to, you know, be sad about it, but then stand up and adapt and keep moving. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really good advice. Dang. All right, so let's say, theoretically, um, Dream, like right now, says that the Dream SMP, all content related to the Dream SMP, or, no, I shouldn't say that. The storyline of the Dream SMP um, and like all the characters and all that stuff is all like free public domain and you can use it however you want and you can even sell stuff that features it or is about it and you won't get like there won't you won't get any legal issues for that would that mm-hmm. lead you to want to uh try to make any sort of money off of the musical by like selling cds or records as like merch or anything of that sort oh i think it's interesting we could sell right now our songs we could sell our songs we could uh, we could make a shit ton of money selling our songs that's true that's um true. but we aren't and because i just don't think that it's worth it and all our money goes to charity right now um when it comes to merch and stuff yeah i think that we probably would start selling merch we can't because um of image and copyright around image um but like i don't know i think it's a, it's a an interesting question because we do have free reign over certain things. Like we have free reign over our art. Um, we have free reign over our music. We have free reign over the chats. Those are all things that are ours to use um, and, and to sell as we wish. And we talked about making merch and they're all spamming the word jacket. Um, but like <laughs> we, we talked about making merch and maybe one day, um, especially if we want to start trying the whole for profit thing. Um, I mean, we probably would because, you know, we want to be a production company one day. So we have to start dealing with um, money and stuff. But it'd be great if everything was public domain and I could stick a dream smiley face on everything. But I just can't. (laughs) And I I don't know. I I think some part of me doesn't see the integrity in it because we have our own characters. We have the chats um, and we have our brand, you know, so we can sell that for now. Okay. Interesting, interesting. So, Ian, what like uh, what other stuff do you do outside of the musical? As far as art goes. So yeah, not like not art wise. I um am focusing on a lot of law related stuff, but um, art wise, I write music. Like I write um original music that's not related to the Dream SMP. That's like a big thing that I do is that I write songs about, you know, my experience and about that kind of stuff. And if anyone asks, I do plan one day to post them. Um, I just, I don't know. It's sort of like putting your child out into the world. And I, and I want to be sure that I really am happy with everything before I put it out there. For the, like, just to be like, this is me and my music, you know? Mm-hmm. So have you already recorded some songs? I have. Um, none of them are at any point that I'd be willing to, like, share them, but I have recorded songs, yes. hmm Okay, interesting. That's cool. So, 
your original music what kind of uh what kind of stuff do you do for your original music like what kind of genres generally it's my original music sounds a lot like my dream smb music in the sense that it's very guitar or ukulele heavy um i'd say it, it leans like i guess indie or like folky um you know i hate I, I go on a small rant i hate the term country because i feel like people have such a bad association with it because there is a type of country that is really bad. And that's the kind of country where the people who write it have never actually ever seen a farm before. But then there's like people like the Lumineers who write the equivalent of country or folk music. And everyone's like, Oh, this is great. I'm like, yeah, it is good. It's called country. You idiot. (laughs) So um, I write that kind of music, frankly, I'm, I'm big into guitars and stuff. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, let's see here. So, have you ever been involved in, like, musical theater yourself? Yes. I'm a huge theater kid. That's a big thing that was a part of my life growing up. Um, when I was a bit of Ian imagery, when I was very young, I used to sit at my windowsill, because I had one of those, like, bay windows, and sing The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow, whenever it would rain, like from Annie. I would sit there and sing that and serenade my neighbors. Um... So I was, I grew up a theater kid. I've always been a theater kid. Um, that's not a new occurrence. So um, yeah, doing theater in school and doing theater at like my local theaters and stuff has always been really important to me. <laughs> okay. So are you usually an actor when you when you get involved? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, taking a directing position is something I'm used to. I'm used to being more in front of the camera, not behind it. But frankly, through doing the musical, it's been really, like, really cool to, like, see the behind the scenes. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe a more behind the scenes path is something that I would prefer to take. Because it's just been really cool. But yeah, usually I'm an actor. It's a, I, yeah. Okay, cool stuff. Um, What's your favorite musical? It's like, that's a terrible question. I have no answer. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Interview asks a question. Guess says, that's a terrible question. Terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, I, get, I just, I can't ever choose. And like, when you ask me the next time, it's going to be a different answer. But what I've always said right now is Town. I think the music in it is really good. Um, I, I love the story. I was a Greek mythology kid. Um, yeah, musical is my favorite musical, but, um, I think that's, like, playing on Broadway is, like, um, is Town. You know, I was a Hamilton kid. I was a Dear Evan Hansen kid, but Town is just really, really good. <laughs> I've heard a ton of good things about Town. Never seen it myself, it's, it's It's really good. It's a great show. That's cool. That's cool. So while you were involved in theater, or when you've like been involved in theater in real life, were you did you ever do like any backstage or like tech positions? No. I highly recommend you try it out sometime because it seriously gives you a, a different perspective. Why are you laughing? Uh, huh? Yeah. What, what's laughter about I, there? Huh? Huh? What do you want to say? What do you want to say? Ian? Huh? My huh? my thing is that I actually the problem with me trying to do tech or backstage work is I have really really bad like, um. I I guess I get really jealous. Um, like even when I go see shows, like like I go to um, a theater and like see a show running, um, I'll be like, ah, 
I could play that so much better than I could. And like, and that's awful. <laughs> and it's a terrible thing to do. And it ruins the theater experience. But I would suck it backstage because I would just so deeply want to be on the stage and to be singing, you know? Like, I would just sit there and be like, oh, but if she would just, like, cheat out just a little bit more, it would be great, you know? But, like, I, so I would suck at that. That would be awful. No, it's not, not poggers. <laughs> <laughs> would, would be not poggers, indeed. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I had to ask, because uh, at my school, I am the tech director of, like, pretty much, um, well, anything involving theater that is extracurricular. Uh, wait, no. I was the tech director because I've graduated now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I need to accept my reality. Uh, no, I'm Second, also a big yeah. theater kid. And uh, as a techie, I'm extremely offended by your comments. Anyways, um, joking. No, no, no. I love my techies. <laughs> like, I love y'all do incredible work. Y'all really make the show work. I just... I just, I get so worked up. And I, like, I'm like, even if I take an ensemble role, I know that ensemble is important, but I'm just like, oh, my little theater heart longs to be the center of attention at all moments. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. Um, okay. So I think this is like the last few questions I'll ask before we move on to the audience questions. But, uh, alright, so we were talking about this not too long ago, just a few days ago, because you changed your status, and I immediately, like, well, I'll just say what happened. You changed your status to, uh, if I wake up and my house is full of smoke, call me up and tell me a joke. And I, yeah. uh, messaged you saying, oh shit, you're really joking at a time like this. Obviously, yeah. these lines and are... I, and I had a visceral reaction to when you said that. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> that was, that was great. This, these are, of course, lines from, the, from Bo Burnham's new special, Inside, which you can find on Netflix yeah. and many other platforms, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I just recently watched that, like, last weekend with, with uh, Candy Campese, who is in chat right now, the first person on the podcast. And, oh, my gosh, it broke me. I feel like, as an artist, there's a lot, like, that you could really say about that and a lot to relate to that could really get to the core of being an artist. So I wanted to ask about your like personal feelings about the inside special and how it resonated with you. Dude, this special fucks me up. This special kills me. I get, I get killed by this special. I cry every time. Um, every without fit, I cry. Um, and I just, it's because I feel so deeply connected to a lot of it because I think, and, like, I'm not going to claim to know Bo's experience or to, or to understand everything, because I don't, um, especially because um, he's significantly older than I am. But, like, um, the, just the show, the way that, like, he talks about the internet, and, like, I'm making a musical that literally originates, and, and its its core values come from, and, like, its story comes from an internet, it comes from Twitch, you know? Um, and, like, I used it to cope through COVID. And, like, like the, the line, oh, shit, you're really joking at a time like this. Like, it hurts me. Because it's, like, I felt that so deeply because everyone was, like, COVID is, is awful. I'm dying. I'm lonely. I have nothing to do. And I'm sitting here, like, I was brought to find, like, a new family through something that, like, hurt people and that has caused 
so much heartbreak and yet I'm joking and I'm sitting around and having a good time while everyone else is and like I shouldn't be you know like I shouldn't be joking um and like the reason that my status is if I wake up in a house that's full of smoke I'll panic so call me up and tell me a joke is because I've just found that like I've started relying so much more on other people to like be my joy because like I'm a very naturally introverted person but like through the musical and through finding this family I've like if I if I if I find myself in a situation like if I wake up in a house that's full of smoke if I'm in a situation that's awful if I'm dying or whatever like something's happening that's so bad I want nothing more than from someone from a musical to call me and just talk to me you know like it just that show hits so hard and like the the part about um his thing about turning 30 in his room and saying like the thought of turning 30 and still be working on the special is just like like it, it, he's he talks about how it just doesn't sit right and he can't even put it in words and i'm like i feel that because i wanted nothing more than to um finish this musical before or like towards the beginning of the new school year because I didn't have a really good experience um, with school during COVID and stuff. And I wanted nothing more than to come back and to say like, look what I did. And it, and it's, it looks amazing. And there's a huge scare about not finishing the musical in time and not getting it out. And I was like, the thought of having to start this next school year and say that I didn't do it just like burns and like, I can't. Um, and it just, like, this show just hits so hard, and there's a part in it, and it's it's not even a song, it's just, like, um, a dialogue bit where he talks about, again, like, this idea that, like, he's coming to an end, like, like the, he's about to finish the special, you know, um, that, like, it's about to be over, and he just says, like, it can't be, like, it can't be over, like, it's not gonna be done, I'm gonna be in this house forever, I'm never gonna finish it, and, and that's okay. You know, and, and I feel that exact same way. Like, there's times where I'm like, the musical's never going to get done, and I'm okay with that. Like, the idea of it being finished, just, like, it's, oh, it, it just plays inside my head, you know? And, like, I know everyone in their, I'm going to keep talking. I know that everyone in their mom has um done a, a thing with, like, the possible ending song or, like, goodbye. Um, But, like, that that ending makes me sob because, like, like the the line like I swear to God that all I've ever wanted was a little bit of everything all the time. Like, like there's some part of me that feels really guilty about starting a musical and like like who am I to be like starting a musical? You know, like that's such like a all I ever wanted was a little bit of everything. You know, like all I ever wanted was to see just to be seen. You know, and like to have a platform and to talk, talk to these people and it's just like. Or, you know, the line, well, well, look who's inside again, went out to look for a reason to hide again. And it's like, I've done so much excuse making to go back and like to be here, you know, like I've run away from my real life to be in the musical because it's such just like a little fantasy almost. Like everyone is so kind and everyone cares about each other so much that like what I would give to just drop out of everything like 
jobs, schools, and just to sit here and to be with the musical, but I just can't, you know? And that special just brings up all those emotions and just <laughs> throws them in my face. And it's just, it's so hard. It's so hard because that show just talks about ending, you know? Like everything coming to an end, like working so hard on something and, and it being your life. Like that special was his life. The musical is my life. And like, just God, it hurts. That special hurts. God, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Jeez, wow. I I totally get what you're saying. I mean, obviously, I can't relate to many of the things you're saying, specifically related to the musical. But that musical, uh, the uh, the special, really hit me hard too. And I think it did hit me in a lot of the same ways it did for you. Especially the bit about joking at a time like this, you know, because like if COVID yeah. hadn't happened for me, never would have gotten like into D&D, never would have uh, learned like how uh, what I could do through my creativity and my art and how I could use it to bring people together. Probably wouldn't be doing this podcast, you know, and I'd probably be significantly less confident in myself. But, you know, it took a it took like a pandemic to get there. I don't know how I feel about that, you know, uh, like it just it just. It's so, yeah, it's weird. Like, to be like, we're really joking. Well, people are getting hurt. But, like, joke, joking is how we, is how I think we as a community, especially, like, the musical and Andrew Dream S&P, it's how we coped, you know? It's how we got over everything. Um, and, like, and that's the deal. Is like, if I wake up and everything is awful and, like, my life is, my house is full of smoke, like, I just want nothing more than, like, someone from the musical or, like, that team to come and, to come and find me and to just be there with me and to to make me laugh because that's what they've been doing that's what covid was covid was a house full of smoke and they called me and said hey stop being sad because you have no reason to be and we're here for you and like you know when i'm totally irrelevant and broke getting damn it call me up and tell me a joke you know like that's all i want and i and right. that it was really it was hard to like hear it but it was great and i love that special I feel like everybody who listened to that special, especially every uh, every person who makes content or like is in our vicinity way, was definitely hit hard in some way. Because yeah, oh. what was your uh, what was your favorite song on it? My favorite song to like bop to is "Welcome to the Internet," like everyone else, because it's great. Uh, it's a great song. Love that. It shows the internet right. so well. Um, but like again, possible ending song slash goodbye, dude. That the ending of that just hurts, and I I've quoted so many lines from it because that's just like, like, you know, I I told you I could take each line and dissect what it means to me, like, and I, and I hate sounding like the kind of like angsty like I relate to Bo Burnham's content so much because like I get that there are people who are like that, but just that special hurt so much. I don't think there's anything wrong with relating to a piece of media. I gotta be honest with you. Well, I know, but you know, there's the cringy 14-year-olds who are like, you just wouldn't get it. No, like, you know, I, I think that. people get it. I think people understand. And and I, and I, that's why he put it out there, you know, was for people to, to understand. Right, right. Like, the only thing that, like, there, there's a difference between relating to it and using your, like, how you relate to it to like separate yourself from others as being better in some way you know yeah yeah i yeah no i just it, it it was a really insightful special that i really just think like 
especially coming from a place where I spent my entire life for the past nine months um, making jokes and making a musical about something from the internet, like hearing him talk about the internet and the way that we interact with it. Like, it's just been, I don't know. It's just been super insightful and has made me think a lot about where I am and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. I feel like I had something else I wanted to ask, but now it's escaping me once again. Shoot, why why am I like this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I know what I wanted to ask. What are some of your like just favorite pieces of media and art in general? Oof. Um. Well, I mean, growing up wise, I was a big Pixar kid. I loved Pixar, and I love the way that Pixar can make funny movies while still showing a core message. And it's something that, like, when I move to original work, I really want to show, you know, is that, like, it doesn't have to... Not not gonna... No, I'm gonna shit on some Pixar movies. Soul, great movie. Not funny. At all. You know? Like, I just... I don't want to make movies like Soul, but I also don't want to make movies that are just funny with no heart, you know? Like... Monsters, Inc. was a movie that I grew up on and that I loved and that my my parents loved and we still quote it to this day and I don't think I've seen it in like two years but we still know every line from that movie. Um, And it just shows such a cute message and and shows something really insightful but it's still hysterical, you know? It's still really funny. Um, Like modern days, I I think that like um, into the Spider-Verse is one of those pieces that like I will watch over and over again, you know, just because again, it's funny, it's beautiful, and it just has such a simple message, but that just means and carries so much weight, you know, that like don't do it like I did it, do it like you. you know? Um and I just I, I really like that. And I and I think that like lessons like that are really important to make accessible without making cheesy. You know, it's like when I was talking about earlier with advice, like you got to have the confidence in yourself. It's like we've all seen that in a stupid like after school PSA. Um, but it genuinely is some of the best advice that just needs to be presented in a way that people will actually cognitively understand, you know, and, and relate to and feel. Mm-hmm. OK, good answer. Yeah, like I agree completely. Um, OK, I think this is a good time to start taking audience questions. Uh, yeah, so chat, go ahead and uh, ask any questions you've been saving, or like even if you have something you want to say that like is just a statement. I know a lot of you actually worked on the project yourself, so I wouldn't mind having, uh, like I wouldn't mind it if you guys just say things you think about the project, and I would be happy to just read them out or have Ian read out anything that he thinks is notable. I'm gonna comment on all of your things, <laughs> make you feel shame. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Is you're using vector more, you know the answer to that question. Go away. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, let me ask the questions. <laughs> no, is... just that one. Just that one specifically. I have no more questions about vector. 
<laughs> no, what the heck? I'm, I'm curious. I'm a little bit curious now. No, kinda no, wanna, no. Kinda wanna, you can, kinda want you to go you on can, if you don't mind. No, 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 I really, no. What's I really up with can't. What's up with Vector, I really huh? think that if you want to hear about Vector, I can hook you up with Maury and you guys can sit down and talk about it, but that's not my area of expertise, nor is it. All right, let's go. Maury, you're the next guest on the podcast. Hope you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Vector. Sorry, and I gotta go. I have a more important guest to get to. <laughs> we have we have things to discuss. <laughs> okay. Um, how many frames is the musical? That's a great question, and I can't answer. Um, <laughs> so, but I imagine I think, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I know that our longest song is gonna be a thousand plus frames, and I know that as a fact. And that's a song called Down X3. And that song is by PSA. So if that gives you any... Uh, doesn't, I mean, it just means that it's a, there's a lot of frames. Like a, lot, a lot of frames. Um, <laughs> very exciting, very but, exciting. Well, I, maybe one day when we have everything in, I'll count. I'll, I'll, do, I'll get out my calculator and I'll count. And I'll put it out on Twitter. Awesome, um, awesome. Okay, so best musical moment. Ooh, best musical moment? Probably, this is hard because it's like I can't show it to you, so you just have to take my word for it. I think that the end of the song Last Move has this really, really strong um, ensemble bit where it repeats... um, some some motifs earlier in the show and it really just like hits really hard because you hear everyone essentially like talking about Wilbur and like and I remember like being there and watching stuff and I I talked to friends who were there live and it was just such a moment of dread which was when Wilbur was trying to give up you know and I think that hearing the ensemble sing about that is just really powerful okay okay Interesting. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm excited for people to see it. Oh, were you about to say something else? No, I'm not. I'm not. I was just thinking. Okay, okay. Um, uh, Oh, I forgot to actually read out people's names as I asked the questions. All right, well, I guess I'll just start doing it now. (laughs) Medio Madera asks, would you like to be besties officially? Sean, how do you feel about being besties? Let's go, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's go, besties. I'm, I'm up for that. I like friends. You should be besties with Medio. Medio is a good person to be besties with. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Okay. Uh, all right. Chad is like 2% questions of uh, 98% vector. Um. <laughs> this is, I, you know, if you say its name, it'll, it'll come back. <laughs> um. Do you have any ideas for projects if we become a production company after the musical? Uh, Luna asks. So, you know, I, I, I was thinking a lot about this, and my answer to that is I have loved making the musical. Do not get me wrong. It's been my life. It's been my passion, and I'm going to continue making it all the way through Act 2. But I would love to play a little bit more with short-form content, uh, like more cartoons where it's like 15 minutes, 15 to 20, um, and, and having it more be episodically as opposed to like trying to make a movie um because i feel like that's just more where we that's more manageable for us and i think that like you know um things like infinity train which was a really short thing that ran on cartoon network 
Uh, it was originally just a, a something on their YouTube channel. Like I would love to make stuff like that and to, or to make just little short films. Um, I think I'm, again, if we were to be a production company, it would be about learning and about that kind of stuff. So I'd love to also take suggestions and to like hear from my production company and not just me, but to hear from people and to give them the chance to have their idea or their song make a music video, have something brought to life for the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. Really cool to hear. I'm excited to see that. I hope it I hope it works out. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. Chat. Uh oh, favorite inside jokes within the final server, asked by Erzek. Yeah. Um a Vector does not count, I will cry if you say it, they say. Yeah, that I wouldn't say that anyway. I guess oh boy, I think uh, one of my favorite is probably um just 73, which has been spammed, which is right there by media. But funny numbers like 69 and 420, right? You know, they're funny numbers. Another funny number is 73. And if you don't understand why that's funny, I, I can't help you. Like, you're just, like, you're not old enough and you'll get it later. Um, <laughs> but 73 is, it's a funny number. And I really, I, I, I've seen it blossom. And it's, it's awful because I've heard it. Um, I've... It's become a genuine funny number to me. So I'll be out in public and someone will be like, oh, that's like 73 cents. And I'll be like, <laughs> that's funny. And they're like, what? I'm like, 70. You don't get it. It's okay. You'll get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so um, that kind of stuff. I think that's a really good, uh, an inside joke that I, I highly recommend that you take into your life. Because uh, I did it and I went to work and I worked at a summer camp as a camp counselor um and i told all of my coworkers about it and then they now find it to be a funny number so kids would be like i have 73 cents and we're like yeah right <laughs> 73 cents 73 kind of let's go okay yeah i i it's a big 73 moment <laughs> Okay. Uh, anybody who's listening to this after it has been uploaded to YouTube, um, you can look in the description and you'll see the copy pasta that Ian is talking about that everybody's currently spamming in chat that you guys cannot see. <laughs> and Ian, yeah. I'm going to just send that to you on Discord. Just ignore it. I need to have it somewhere and I don't have yeah. like, a doc open or anything. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Some really good questions in chat, like, uh, like boat. Yeah, that's a great um, question. You my know, legacy, good question. Something really, uh, really important to me, you know. Boats. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm a big boat guy myself. That boat clutch that Dream did. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That that was yeah. me. I was that boat. That, that meant was, a lot. To you me. were the boat. I was the boat. Oh. Little okay, known, yeah. little that... known piece of information about Sean Saxon. I was the boat. You were the boat. Okay, yeah. I was the boat. Love that. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, question from it's what's up, MKJ. <laughs> Do you think the musical can go on Broadway? You know, weirdly enough, there is a live theater trying to put a musical on the stage. Bro, what? Um, yeah, we haven't decided if we're gonna do it yet. But that okay, is a okay, thing. go on, go on. What? That's awesome. It is awesome. Um, one of our <laughs> um, there's <laughs> I didn't tell anyone about this apparently. Um, there's a very um 
nice person on our team who ha- works with a theater who really would like to put Lamentberg musical on their stage. But I'm not 100% sure if I want to yet. Um, but if I do, that will be really cool. And I'll, and I'll send everyone where it is and you can, you can go buy tickets and see it in person. How could I not tell you? I frankly forgot, but um, <laughs> I, it slipped my mind that I should probably tell you all that, so I didn't. But um, now you know. And yeah, it's really cool. I would love to... Uh, I, I'm still trying to figure it out, you know, because it was made to be animated, and I just... And if it were to be put on the stage, then I would have to buy a plane ticket to go see it because there's no way I'm putting my baby on a stage without watching, you know. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot, there's a lot more that goes into it that we'd have to talk about, especially since we want to um, copyright all the songs and stuff. So we, we'd figure it out. Okay, so Dulce Mori asks thoughts on accents. I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming maybe you do. I yeah, I do. So I'm regionally southern, um, and I intentionally suppress my Southern accent so that people won't make fun of me. But I do enjoy making fun of other people's accents, and I mean that in a lighthearted, affectionate way. But, like, earlier today we had maybe a four-hour conversation where I just would say words and say, wait, how do y'all say this? And then they would say it, and then we would all make fun of each other. Like, <laughs> that, was, that was what it was, you know? Like, um... L, our Wilbur voice actor, called the way that I say A is spicy. Because I don't say ah, I say eh, because I'm Southern. And who <laughs> says bath? It's bath, all right? Like, what? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Weird Southerner. That, that's... <laughs> Do you say bath? It's bath! What? Bath? Oh, I thought you were saying ba like a sheep. No, 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 no. Like, like the A. Like okay, the okay. Nobody a. says like, bar. I don't say. That's just not a word. I don't say grass. I say grass. Okay, okay. No, it is kind of funny to call it the grass. <laughs> the grass. <laughs> okay. Um, Dragon Tail seventy seven asks, "How do you feel about having over one hundred people working with you?" Oof. Um. Well. I mean, humbled. Um, like, I I never thought that people would want to work with me like that. Um, I never really thought that I was, like, I don't want to say I have low self-esteem, because I know that I'm talented, but, like, I didn't think that this would be something that people would want to do with me as their director, but, like, I've grown a lot of confidence because my crew just believes in me so much. And, like, having 167 people say that, like, they believe in you and trust you and would follow you and then whatever you decide to do with what has become more than just my project. You know, like, the musical means as much to me as it does to them. And, like, I think that, you know, it just, it humbles me that people want to be here and that they want to be a part of the family, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's really nice. Um, okay, chat. Anybody else have any more questions? Because I'd really like to ask some more stuff from you guys. People person 23 had a good one. Oh, I kind of... You kind of already asked that or answered that earlier when we were talking about it, but I can ask it again if you want me to. 
I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out questions, man. I'm just okay, doing all right, my job. All right, I'll ask it again. Jeez. Okay, fine. Fine. Jeez. All right. Come on. I'm just, I'm just trying my best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just pointing out questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, a people person 23 asks. Um, okay. No, no, no. People person 23 asks, what was your reaction to having larger artists and music people joined the project like uh yeah, Nettio, see... spam account. yeah um it's weird because it's like at first i was super starstruck you know like oh my god it's psa only lawyers. um but like i've i've kind of just come to realize that like they're not they're just people, you know, like, and that sounds dumb to have to say, but like, we sometimes forget that like people who have large con like, like followings are just people, you know, and I think that that's definitely been something that's been great to learn also, is that like, it's that like, you gotta treat everyone the same, you know, like you would think that maybe that like giving people special treatment makes them feel better when it really just makes them feel worse, you know, like, if you want to be friends with someone or if you want to talk to someone who you think is really cool, just treat them like a person, you know, like it makes them uncomfortable if you're like, oh, my God, you're the coolest thing ever. Do you want to do you want all this special treatment? You know, like no one wants that, you know. It's been a great lesson to learn. So something that kind of just came up while we were talking to chat randomly while we were having technical difficulties that are not in this recorded version. Hello, uh, listeners, <laughs> not who are who are with us live, by the way. Um, so, what like content creators have shown some sort of interest or have acknowledged the musical and like what's uh, what's been the issue with all that? Not issue. What's the situation? I'm curious. Captain Puffy is the big one. She watched our trailer live on stream and subscribed. Um, I know that Ranbu has acknowledged our existence. Uh, he's seen in the chats and he's called us cool. I know that Filza has seen and acknowledged our existence. Um, and then Eret is a, is a big one where he watched Regret and Revel, which are my songs, live on stream and got me a bunch of um, clout, frankly, which helped start the musical. Um, and then Phil's a promoter of us, told us, told everyone to go watch our trailer and, and subscribe. Foolish and I, Foolish and um, Jake, who's our casting director, had a long running thing where Jake would send donations and Foolish would respond to them about making his chat, like his Twitch chat. Um, and Foolish replies to our tweets and stuff. Um, That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's been really cool because like, Captain Puffy talked about it in our trailer. And if you haven't seen our trailer, you should go watch it. Um, it's that one specifically talks a lot about the community, which really is like I was saying with the um, NPC thing. It really is the community that makes Dream SP so special. Like that is what is important. Um, and really what what brings everyone together and what makes it what it is. And so we I wanted to focus on that for our first trailer was the fact that we were giving the audience and the people the chance to experience Stream S&P for the first time all over again, maybe in better circumstances and in a different medium. Okay, interesting, interesting. 
That is that is really really cool. It's really cool to be acknowledged by the original creators of this. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's it's insane. It is insane. It is. Um. Okay. So, MKJ asks, "Did you expect any of the CCs to uh, ever acknowledge the musical?" I thought that I, I had faith that they would acknowledge us one day, um, because especially certain creators are more um, good about that kind of stuff than others. Um, like, I, I really want Wilbur to acknowledge us at one point, just because it's his story. Like, at the end of the day, it really is Wilbur's story that he really did orchestrate. And, um, and he makes music, so it'd be really cool to get his sort of stamp of approval on everything. Um, but, like, Eric's really active with the fans and stuff. I, I definitely thought that we would get support, you know? And, and the goal is one day for them to maybe know it's like they know saddest. I doubt it, but that's the hope. Um, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Cool. Well, I really hope that happens eventually. I honestly don't think that the chance of it happening is really that low. I mean, you know, you gotta keep... I'd, I'd rather be pleasantly surprised than bitterly disappointed. Right, right. That's fair. Doodle, you have to ask a question. You can't just <laughs> say Mr. Opinions. Oh, oh yeah, I saw that question. Answer. I just chose not to answer it. <laughs> uh, not to ask it. Alright, fine, fine. Doodle asks, uh, do ants have bones? I think, don't they have, like, an exoskeleton? And they're invertebrate? But, like, they don't have, like, I don't know if they have balls. Okay, that's enough of that question. Thank you very much for your answer. That's <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> my teeth for you, man. He was a producer. Oh, <laughs> Dang, really getting, really getting deep here on, on the Create Stuff podcast. Um... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it looks like looks like that's about all we have. So yeah. yeah. Well, um, I'll go ahead and uh, just do a little outro real quick. Um, well, it was really great to interview you, you, Ian. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Do Thank you... you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. It was super fun. This was really fun to record, and I'm happy it went for so long. Honestly, this is the longest episode so far for sure. I've got a lot to say, man. I can talk. Yeah, it's awesome. That's the one thing I can do. <laughs> I appreciate that. It makes it very easy on me. So, last question. What yeah. advice do you have for all of like the creators in chat or people who are looking to create stuff on their own? I I really just I guess the biggest thing is like and everyone says it, but I have two things, which is do what you love. Like don't commit to doing something that you don't care about, you know? like do it because you want to be doing it and have the confidence that you're gonna get there like, don't be conceited don't be an asshole but like if you're not confident in yourself literally no one will listen to you you know like you gotta say like no i i do know that i can do this because if you put in the work it can't happen <laughs> okay good that's some good advice all right well thank you so much for coming on the fifth episode of the create stuff podcast ian um, I have been your host, Sean Saxon, and I will see you guys all in the next one. Hey, thanks so much for watching the fifth episode of the Create Stuff Podcast with uh, Ian Has Opinions. I really hope you enjoyed.
Remember to check out Ian Has Opinions on YouTube and the rest of uh, the Lemanberg musical, uh, at least what's out so far, and uh, watch for it to actually come out. Links to the YouTube channel for both Ian and the Lemanberg musical are in the description. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Create Stuff Podcast, you should really consider watching the other episodes. They're all on YouTube and the other podcast uh, streaming platforms I mentioned earlier, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major ones that I'm aware of. I'd like to give a quick shout out to all of my patrons and also my Twitch subscribers. Thank you so much to my patrons, Tonkatsu and Sammy Sue Support. I could not do it without you guys. A quick thank you also to all of my Twitch subscribers. Thank you to Trashy Inferno, Tonkatsu, Ah uh, Why, uh, Joao, Riptide, and Drift On By. Thank you guys all so much. Could not do this without you. It helps a ton. Thank you guys so much for watching. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye bye.